I'm Julianne Pepitone, and this is The Year Ahead, Innovation for All, a custom podcast from Fastco Works and Capital One. In this series, we'll hear from industry leaders about how companies can focus on their core values and explore what a personalized AI future will look like. Today's episode, AI and machine learning. Joining me is Rob Pulciani, Executive Vice President of AI and Machine Learning Product at Capital One. Rob, thanks so much for being here today. And I want to start with where AI is and where it's going. You know, I think for a lot of us, artificial intelligence is already kind of embedded in our worlds to different extents. But from self-driving car technology, smart thermostats, home assistants, you were previously VP of Alexa at Amazon, but it's evolving And one of the major areas of development is personalized AI. So if you could tell us a little bit about what you do and what that looks like to have an AI experience that's individualized for me. Well, thanks, Julianne. Uh, In my role, I lead AI and uh, machine learning, product development and strategy at Capital One. AI and ML are are, uh, real-time data, uh, are central to how we build products and services for customers and how we run our company. Uh, so I work closely with our tech and product development teams to uh, create the strategy for Capital One and uh, lead the development of our, you know, financial industry defining uh, capabilities uh, for, for AI and ML. To answer your question, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if folks recognize that many of the experiences they have day to day are already personalized. You think about uh, what you, you see on e-commerce sites uh, when you log in. Uh, movie recommendations and things like that. Those are all based on typically algorithms that have uh, looked at your past behaviors and habits and are now making recommendations based on those. And in fact, that's why, you know, just in the last year, I would say uh, my wife was joking around that I seem to be buying many more products off of social networks, which I had never done before. Truly, I had never done that before. Like, you know, you see, you know, whether you see uh, just different product highlights on, you know, whatever social network you use. And I recognized, I said, you know, I don't know what they're doing to their models, but they're way more tuned for me than they were before. I could not agree more. I don't know if I've ever bought anything off like an Instagram ad um, before, but in the past year, they, I don't know, those algorithms, that data they've got, they are getting very good. I've got the same existence. That's exactly right. So, so, you know, those are highly tuned to, uh, you know, know, in an honest way, but they're highly tuned to your individual behavior. Um, You know, when we think even beyond that, you know, you can imagine sort of a more personal aspect in terms of healthcare. You know, you can imagine a world where you have sort of a virtual doctor uh, that sort of has access clearly with your permission to your health records and things like that and are making recommendations on a much more hyper hyper personal or hyper local basis. So um, that stuff has already started. You know, I I think that, you know, we don't necessarily recognize how personalized uh, these things already are uh, and that'll only get better uh, in the future. Yeah, it's interesting that I think sometimes we talk about this like the future, you know, and as you say, um, on, you know, multiple levels, it's already part of daily lives for most of us. So, you know, would you say a lot of the current personalized AI is all, you know, anonymized? We're talking about kind of algorithmic choices based on data from our behaviors, but it's anonymized or is even that changing? Uh, Generally speaking, I think it's mostly anonymized. You know, this part of typically the terms and conditions 
you we agree as consumers to allow them to kind of track at an anonymous level our behaviors and that's sort of part of the value of what they bring to us uh, and so you're typically looking at like anonymized data to do that of course some people don't um, and that's why oftentimes news recommendations you know movie recommendations ads frankly you know the ads are becoming more relevant day to day and so all that sort of stuff is becoming uh, more personalized but i think that is different than say uh, like a healthcare provider truly sort of acknowledging that we know who you are we have all of your health records and things like that and we're, we're you know we're here to help you you know live well based on what we know about your your health or even as an example uh, virtual education, you know, that can be highly personalized based on whatever data you want to provide. You know, I'm actually right now, don't test me out, but I'm actually practicing Italian through a mobile app. And that thing is highly tuned to uh, like what I'm doing. Now it's, it's based again to your, the point you made earlier, it's anonymized, but it's truly based on how they score me based on uh, me talking or me taking tests. So I still consider that personalized, right? I mean, it's truly based on like what I individually and my performance in that language. You know, I think personalization sometimes can be a little bit daunting, but it sort of spans from like hyper-personalized, which might be sort of healthcare, to sort of the least amount of hype, uh, personalization, which might be sort of like product recommendations, to somewhere in the middle, we're kind of uh, openly exchanging information in a way that's providing value. Uh, and I think kind of there's a there's a wide spectrum. Sure, and you know, thinking along that spectrum, um, do you think we are moving down that spectrum to or up, depending on how you look at it, to that hyper-personalization? Do you think that that is kind of the wave of the future, Rob? Or do you think that we'll hang out somewhere in the middle of that spectrum? So at Capital One, you know, one of the reasons why I joined is we don't think about what other bank or financial companies are doing or even necessarily what's directly going on in finance as we think about how we're building out our next uh, phase of experiences. We start with the customer and sort of how they're using technology and what they're doing with it and what devices they're using and how they're interacting. And then we assume that customers are going to demand they want their financial experiences to be a part of that. And so as we think through that and how machine learning and AI can help, you know, we actually have our, uh, you know, our virtual assistant, Eno, uh, who uh, provides a you know, personalized experience in terms of uh, helping folks, uh, empowering them to, to make better banking decisions. We have you know, our, our browser extensions. So that's essentially an extension that customers add to their browser. And when they're shopping around, the browser then has technology that allows the customer to use virtual credit card numbers. That way, those credit card numbers cannot be linked back to their actual credit card numbers and they're protected as they shop around. And uh, even as they're filling out uh, you know, in their shopping sites, it can automatically detect when they're about to purchase something and uh, autofill with the relevant information, but do it in such a way where they're protected using those virtual numbers. So those are all the sorts of things that are both to a degree personalized and also using machine learning where I think the value is apparent. Uh, and you know, there's more to come on that stuff. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, why this is all beneficial for people? You and I already spoke about, you know, highly targeted ads that are actually serving us you know, things we want to buy and have bought. But, you know, could you talk about some of the other use cases and maybe some of the most exciting or unique applications you've seen in personalized AI? I think when we, you know, when we consider things like virtual assistants, you know, I worked at Alexa, we have Eno here at Capital One, you know, the idea that having a virtual assistant to help you with your day-to-day -day life, whether that be in your finances or more broadly, is super exciting, helpful, and fun. But if you think about a virtual assistant being sort of 
uh, you know, the virtual manifestation of what a human assistant can do, you know, your human assistant can only help you if they actually know a lot about you, right? And so I do think we consider, uh, you know, aspects and scenarios like that, those are fun and useful use cases. Um, but if we even go beyond sort of personalization and think about AI in general, fraud is super interesting because obviously customers care about it, right? But also it's, it's important for the business. Patterns in fraud are ever changing because the fraudsters out there, they, you know, they get caught and they recognize like, I've got to change my, the way I go about it. And so looking at large bodies of data and finding patterns there that sort of are not linear uh, are really almost impossible for the human eye to catch given the amount of data and given that the patterns are ever changing. So I think that's a super interesting way to use AI or machine learning. It makes very people very comfortable that like, hey, it has a business benefit, but I clearly understand, like I want you out there protecting me from fraud, right? Right, right. I don't want somebody across the country buying gas, you know, for their road trip to Mexico with my credit card, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we've talked about a lot of the benefits here, um, and you mentioned the healthcare application, which I think is really interesting. I have a close family member who works in healthcare, and I know that there's um, been a lot of talk about personalized medicine, and that's slightly a different conversation. But um, can you talk some more about some of those other areas where people might be willing to, you know, hand over more data for, you know, a very personalized and beneficial experience? You know, when we talk about large amounts of data where human beings would have would find it impossible to look at all that data and kind of in, in match patterns, you know, you then think about things like image recognition for healthcare, looking for even things like tumors, right? Now, you know, the more data that a computer had, they can now look, they could like fine tune it and find things that maybe a human being couldn't or couldn't do it as quickly. Even if they could do it, they couldn't do it. And so those are the kind of things where at least for me, providing that sort of data, the benefit to both myself and society seems really high. Uh, you know, you think in the financial world, empowering people with their finances to help them make better and, and smarter decisions. Like if we know potentially, if you know, there's more data we have and we can sort of empower our customers to do that, that sort of feels like a place where it, you know, it also, I think, would make our, our customers really happy and uh, really sort of benefit uh, the broader good as well. We want people to be empowered with their finances and making good, smart financial decisions. So Wherever there's a large amount of data that, you know, there's, you could glean insights from it, you know, and then empower consumers or customers or human beings. I think that's all the places where machine learning can really apply. Almost every aspect of life, there's probably an area where there's a lot of data that if we could sort of sift through it, we could actually find something to help us. We'll be back after a short break. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. The world is changing fast, and when it comes to digital banking, Capital One and its team of engineers are using machine learning and real-time data to solve unique, challenging problems that will benefit millions of customers. Capital One develops products like a tech company would, using cutting-edge technology to power increasingly proactive and personalized customer experiences, like an industry-leading AI-powered intelligent assistant or fraud detection and prevention capabilities, or personalized insights in the award-winning Capital One mobile app. Capital One's AI and machine learning capabilities are at the forefront of what's possible in banking today. Learn more at CapitalOne.com slash tech. That's CapitalOne.com slash tech. So 
So as you said, there's going to be obviously a different level of comfort for each individual, you know, but there's going to be some degree of trade-off, right? If I if I want to have these beneficial experiences that really are tailored to me or relevant to me, I am handing over, you know, some degree of data. You know, on the company side of things, you know, I'm curious what kind of guardrails have to be in place to ensure data security and privacy. As you said, it needs to be handled responsibly. So are those conversations happening now? And what do you think is required to keep this safe and beneficial for everyone? So first off, it's worth noting that machine learning can never come to life without data and sort of, you know, access to that data and being able to understand that data. So data transformation of in terms of our data ecosystem at Capital One has been a journey that we've been on for a while now, you know, in order to, you know, give those personalized experiences to our to our millions of customers. And, you know, as we think about guardrails for privacy, it's really important that we keep track of the value, the real value that we're delivering to our customers uh, and maintaining, you know, standards, high standards for user privacy, transparency, security. We need to make sure that we're getting the proper permissions from consumers and they're fully aware of the value trade-off sort of at the high level. I think that's the most important aspect, making sure that the value is there and making sure that customers understand uh, how their data is being used and that they're in control of it. And how important is it, Rob, that these conversations are part of the discussion from day one? You know, I've, I've covered cybersecurity a lot in uh, past life. And, um, you know, a lot of those folks talk about how that's not something that can be retrofitted, you know, that it needs to be kind of woven into um, the discussion from day one. Um, can you give us any insight into how that is part of the discussions when you are developing these innovations? I would actually bucket that into a broader area of around like what I would think of as responsible AI and machine learning. So it's both privacy and security, but it's also things around diversity and inclusiveness. And certainly, I think uh, we all believe at Capital One that that's something that you need to think about, you know, day one. You know, we have sort of a human-centered design process and product process. So when we build those products and systems, uh, we're thinking about the customer as the center of what we're doing from the very start of it. You know, we have a center for responsible AI that works with our our model risk office uh, to make sure that our models are both fair and ethical and enable our staff and employees, associates, as we call them, to innovate at scale, but responsibly. Uh, You know, we're actually working with universities uh, who oftentimes uh, we're collaborating with them, who are oftentimes like getting very deep on these these subjects to sort of understand what industry trends are and sort of thinking about, you know, how we can take our learnings and share their learnings to really land at a place that's best for our customers. Ultimately, we want to sort of set the standard for the banking industry and the financial industry because we know that's right for our customers, putting them first, empowering them to make the best decisions. And, you know, that really kind of aligns to our real mission of changing banking for good. Rob, you said at the top of this conversation, you were looking back at, you know, 20 years ago, first getting online, the idea of giving away your social security number online just seemed like an impossibility. Uh, Now it's relatively standard. I won't ask you to predict 20 years from now. I know that's not possible. But, you know, when we look into, you know, maybe the next couple of years, what do you see in terms of trends or new use cases as responsibly personalized AI continues to develop? You know, when we think about AI and machine learning, you know, we think about things like uh, supervised learning and unsupervised learning. Supervised learning is when the, the computer's given sample inputs and outputs and then basically learning to apply those those samples to a new set of data. Unsupervised is where there's no data labeling and the, and the computer actually has to look for, for patterns on its own. So in, with the first, there's a little bit of help from humans and in the second, there's not. 
Right. Because the humans don't know what to look for themselves. Right. And so when you think about some of that stuff uh, and then you think about things like reinforcement learning, which is really kind of the, the, the phrase you hear is the one armed bandit, which is like slot machines where reinforcement learning is when the computer is given a task uh, within kind of a dynamic environment. It's rewarded every time it completes that task. And the idea is that it's going to optimize the rewards. So over time, it gets better at it. The reason I bring those up is sort of the most straightforward one is supervised learning. That's oftentimes when you hear these things, that's kind of what you sort of expect. Um, when we get this stuff around like unsupervised learning and reinforcement learning, those are some of the more complex use cases like self-driving cars, as an example, right? Uh, because it's a dynamic environment and they don't know what's going to happen next. Sure, you can't feed into, there's going to be a red light here and this guy's almost going to hit you. Not possible. Yep, that's right. And so uh, you think about that kind of stuff. By the way, this is just my own personal opinion, but th there's a there's a world where like that completely changes transportation. I mean, you know, Absolutely. we're thinking about self-driving trucks, but like what about self-driving planes or helicopters or things like that, right? I mean, how would that change the world if we knew that, you know, we could, we could increase air traffic by X percent because... You know, the computers are able to keep us, you know, they could dynamically uh, know each other's routes instantly and be able to sort of circumvent different airways and things like that. So that's super exciting. I'm, you know, I brought it up before because uh, of how much I have a passion around it. I feel like that healthcare is one that I look forward, hopefully, to the day that AI and ML disrupts it uh, to a point where it's saving more lives, right? I mean, I do think the more data we could sift through in the healthcare space, and understand the human condition better. Like, you know, who knows what that means for diagnosing diseases, um, treatments, and things like that. So I think for me, those are the ones when I think about years ahead, I think those are the ones I'm most excited by, simply because I have a passion on them. And I do think, I, you know, I think about how much data there is and how much power there is in that data. And if you could just apply the right kind of thinking to it, and that's kind of what uh, the potential of machine learning. Fascinating. Rob, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Julianne. Appreciate it. That's all for this episode of The Year Ahead, Innovation for All. World-Changing Ideas will be back with new episodes in a month. This custom series is produced by Fast Coworks in partnership with Capital One. I'm Julianne Pepitone. Our producer is Avery Miles, and our editor is Nicholas Torres. <laughs>